Release date, October 21st, 2022. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of TBD Sportscast College Football with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Isaac. We have an awesome episode planned for you today. This episode is entitled Week 8. It's our 10th episode of Season 3. We're super excited about continuing this podcast. Once again, super excited to have Isaac on here. Uh, we'll start with a with a quick recap. Uh, pick records looking pretty good for your boy. Finally got the lead back. Uh, go check us out on Instagram at TBD Sportscast. Uh, last week I went eight and two. Joey went five and five. Isaac went seven and three. Uh, so I came out on top. It was a pretty good week. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Joey and Isaac picked Kansas to win over Oklahoma. Saw that coming. So I picked it right. That was pretty much the only difference. Uh, also, Joey picked USC, and they choked like right at the end. So uh, that that was a really good game, though. But we're going to keep the recap pretty quick because we got we got some games we want to talk about. Uh, starting off with the elephant in the room, pretty much the only game we're talking about this week, Alabama-Tennessee, man. What a freaking game. Like, was was so close right down to the last second, man. It wasn't, you know, I, I got to say, uh, it, it delivered. It was everything that we expected it to be. You know, Neyland was rocking. You know, Knoxville was pretty much shut down. And, you know, both teams played really well. And Tennessee was able to come out on top, you know, for better or for worse. You can talk about the defense. You can talk about, you know, Alabama missed the field goal. But at the end of the day, the goalpost was carried out of Neyland. Tennessee got the win. So, Absolutely, man. The whole time, you know, I'm thinking, because I talked about last week how – I had no idea who I was going to pull for, right? I mean, I was like, you know, I really want Alabama to lose because it's Alabama and, you know, I don't like them. But I also wanted Tennessee to lose so that we could have a little big gap because even if they don't lose to Georgia, Tennessee's going to lose to somebody before week, before week 13. You know, but first two minutes into the game, Alabama goes down and gets a three and out and has to punt. And Tennessee goes down and scores like a huge touchdown on the opening drive. And I was like... Yep, I'm pulling for Tennessee whole time, man. I, I mean, I was just, I was just rocking with 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 the Vols, and it felt wrong as a Georgia fan. I was like, man, it feels so wrong to be cheering for Tennessee. But yeah, I, I was, it was, it was good to see Bama go down. Um, really thought it was going to go into overtime uh, when Bama uh, kicked that, uh, kicked the field goal. Um, but dude, Hendon Hooker, man, what a player! He made it happen. And then Chase McGrath coming on, kicking the field goal, even though it. A uh, little, little, little wobbly there in the kick, but it still made it through. And Tennessee gets the dub for the first time in 16 years. What a win for Tennessee, man! I mean, seriously, what a freaking win for Tennessee! Like statement win. But it's difficult to say that Tennessee is actually that good. Did their offense look amazing? Absolutely. Uh, they had at least three touchdown passes for 40 plus yards or more. So, yeah, man, it was a great night for the Tennessee offense, but the defense, man, that's where they're getting killed. They had a 28-10 to 10 lead at one point, an 18-point lead, and they let Alabama come all the way back, get it tied, and then get ahead a couple times. So the game was really back and forth, and it was really mainly due to the defenses. But before we talk any more about Tennessee, I'm going to go back to what you were saying last week about how you thought that Saban was pulling everybody's leg about Bryce Young and trying to make him think that he wasn't going to play when Bryce Young looked really freaking good on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some times, man, where, like, it, it was, I was like, oh, it's a sack. It's got to be a sack. Man, they're right on him. Man, he just escapes, like, creates time, and boom, there's just an open receiver standing right off to the side, man. And he just made plays. He made it happen, dude. I don't know, man. You know, and like, like I said, I, I really thought, 
after looking at it, I said, I think I think Saban's pulling everybody's leg. I, I fully believe that. And, you know, even knowing that and fully believing that, I still went with Tennessee. I picked Tennessee for the win, and they got it done. Um, but, you know, the defense is on both sides. I mean, the SEC has always prided itself on defense, and defense was all but absent on Saturday, you know, combined for over 100 points when, um, you know, the over-under was only 68. So, you know, I mean, it was just a, a killer game, and, you know, the offenses showed up. Bryce looked good. Hayden Hooker looked good. Or Hayden Hooker, I'm sorry. He looked good. And um, all in all, man, just a great game in Knoxville. Definitely, man. Game of offenses, which I, I kind of saw coming, dude. I saw something online that said, uh, who is your favorite or who is the most overrated player you've ever seen, and why is it Will Anderson Jr.? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. For a guy that people were saying he was going to be a Heisman contender this year, he is not playing like it. Something else, too. I mean, Alabama really – so, yeah, going back to Tennessee and you know not being sure on him yet – Alabama committed 17 penalties on Saturday. That is the most in school history. That's a lot of freaking penalties. So that's a lot of yardage you give up on your offense and and, and to the other team on defense. So, yeah, but coming down to it, it's like, man, with with, with Tennessee, it's, it, for me, it's the defense. When they go up against Georgia, they're going to play a real defense. Georgia has a great freaking defense, okay? Now, where Georgia is going to not you know be great and we'll talk about this in a couple weeks obviously with the game coming up in the next couple weeks you know Georgia is struggling on offense and it's mainly because of injuries and everybody's talking about this game because it's most likely going to be a top three matchup because I don't think Georgia's going to lose to Florida and I don't see Tennessee taking a the I don't see Tennessee taking a loss in the next two weeks so this is going to be a big game and we're going to talk about that more in depth but just from you know an outsider, you know, coming into it in the next couple of weeks standpoint, I, I see, I see, you know, Tennessee really struggling against the Georgia defense. Um, and I see Georgia possibly exposing a lot of the defensive holes. If, if Tennessee wants to play well against Georgia, they're going to have to find a secondary because, and, and a short pass defense because, and a run defense, honestly, because Tennessee couldn't block anything. They let Jameer Gibbs run all over them all night it was it was crazy man so Tennessee got to find a defense and they got to find it fast yeah I mean Tennessee's defense obviously was not that great especially on rushing um you know Alabama had three rushing touchdowns and all in all I mean I know we keep talking about the same game but I mean it was just it was that that heavy of a matchup you know I saw something today that said that um said that Tennessee of this year is LSU of 2019 I wouldn't go that far yet nope but they have made they've made the comments that you know they beat a rival for the first time and and you know decade or you know over a decade or whatever and um you know they're they're making comparisons but I don't I don't think on the offensive side of the ball you can make the argument I don't think they're quite on par with that squad but the defense is definitely not it's definitely not and it will remain to be seen especially when they play Georgia uh, curious to see if if Tennessee's offense can hold up against Georgia's defense, and then of course if Tennessee can find a defense when that time comes. Absolutely, uh, and I think Georgia has a pretty good chance, being that it's in Athens. It's probably if they make it a, I don't know, man. They're if they put it on CBS, it'll definitely be the three thirty game, which really sucks because that that really deserves to be prime time night game. Um, so I really hope it's not a one and two or a one number one number three matchup. We'll see what happens with it though. Um, yeah, that game, just freaking crazy, though, coming out of this week, and that's why we took such a long time talking about it. Uh, I mean, that's what everybody's been talking about all week. There's been a lot of controversy with rushing the field and Jermaine Burton, wide receiver at Alabama, hitting that girl in the head at, while they were rushing the field. 
uh, the goalpost getting torn down and then Tennessee having to start a fundraiser for their goalpost to get replaced so they could play a game this weekend. Man, it, it, it was seriously a crazy weekend in college football because you could also argue for the Utah-USC game, which came down to the freaking wire too, man. Uh, you know, Utah, they went for the two-point conversion at the end when they were a point down. And uh, they got it, man. Caleb Williams couldn't couldn't make anything happen with 13 seconds left. That was guts, man, to get to go for it. I for mean, sure. you know, you're down by one. I mean, that is just freaking guts to to have. I mean, to do that, like, and not even know if you if you don't get it, you lose the game. I mean, hats off to Utah, man. And now your boy is leading uh, the pick records. You know, at sitting at two two ahead, two games ahead. Uh, we'll see what happens. But speaking of that, got to make our picks for this week. Moving on into our game of the week. Our game of the week, we had, there's a couple. There was like three matchups that we were really trying to decide between. But I think we got one nailed down. Isaac, why don't you tell the folks what our game of the week is? Folks, our game of the week is going to be number uh, number 14, Syracuse, playing in the other Death Valley at number 5, Clemson. And that's a 12 o'clock kickoff. I'm not very fond of the kickoff just because it is a, a top 15 undefeated ACC matchup. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not either. You know, it, granted, I'm not saying it should be a nightcap game, but definitely shouldn't be a 12 o'clock kickoff. But mm-hmm. all that aside, it's going to be a good one. You know, Syracuse is playing really well. They just beat an NC State team that has been up and down. And you can make the case that if NC State had their quarterback, they might would have got the win. But the bottom line is that both teams are undefeated, and Clemson's about to play another team in the ACC that's undefeated for the first time in probably a decade. I don't know what the number is, but there hasn't been a team you know undefeated with Clemson in the ACC in years. So speaking of that, you know Syracuse, they've always been that team the past couple years in the ACC that you know they get to the bowl, they win six games or more, you know, but they can't just they just can't capitalize. They can never stay a one loss or two loss team. Uh, this year, though, I mean, they, they've been playing really good ball. Defense is, is looking good. They got a really strong run game with Sean Tucker. They're getting the wide receivers in motion and moving so and getting points. So, I mean, it, this, this, this is a good Syracuse team coming into Death Valley. Yeah, and I will say, you know, it, this is a Clemson team that it had its struggles early but has seemed to right the ship since they had the nail-biter at, at Wake Forest. Um, you know, they played a little bit close against Florida State, and what concerns me about Clemson is they've always been a, a pretty solid defensive team, and they they blew almost, I should say, blew a 20-point lead uh, to Florida State on Saturday night. So, you know, that, that could be an interesting one on Saturday. Um, you know, it looks like Clemson's favored by 13-and-a-half. DJ looks like he's in, he's in midseason form for Clemson on the offensive side. Honestly, i got to go with the Tigers in this one. With DJ Uyagalele, he has definitely improved every week. I remember in the first couple of episodes talking about Clemson, especially after they look at, after the way they looked against Georgia Tech. I was saying, you know, DJ's got to get better. He's got to improve, and Clemson's got to get their O line together, or Cade Klubnik is going to have to come in and take over. While I do think Cade Klubnik will be the man once DJ is gone, um, I think DJ has played very well. But on the other hand, Syracuse has played very well too. Like you said, you know, you could make the case that NC State could have played closer if Devin Leary had played, but he didn't. Syracuse undefeated, Clemson undefeated. Tigers all the way, man. I, you know, I just I can't pick against Clemson. The defense is too good. Syracuse got a good defense too. I actually think this is. I don't, but I, I'm not calling Clemson to cover the spread. I, I I have I have Syracuse covering their spread. I think they win. Uh, I think Clemson wins by less than by less than fourteen. I'd say a touchdown, a touchdown. I think Clemson wins by a touchdown. Yeah, I I agree. So I just don't think that the wideouts are good enough 
to score more than that. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but with Clemson's defense being really good and Syracuse's defense honestly being pretty good too, with Clemson, you know, you know their offense is okay. It's not, but it's nothing special. So I, I think we see a pretty close game in Death Valley. And Joey's pick for this game, of course, he's going with the Clemson Tigers. Is anybody surprised? No, Joey is pretty much calling for Clemson to go undefeated the entire season. I don't think it'll happen. I don't really know who could beat them. Probably, probably Syracuse is, is the number one team that could beat Clemson on their schedule this year. But, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, moving on into our big Week 8 games, starting out on Saturday, the only day. Well, there's football. You know, there's football on Wednesday. There's football on Thursday. There's football on Friday. But none of those games are anything crazy. So, all right, big Week 8 games. This one I put on here because I think it could be interesting. This is Iowa at number two, Ohio State at 12 p.m. The reason I think this one could be interesting is simply because Iowa State actually has a really good defense. Now, the matchup predictor, the ESPN FPI, has Ohio State winning this 95.5%. I I don't know about that. Um, now, now, I I do because Iowa has no offense, but they have a great defense. Um, they've held a lot of teams... To, to nothing. Um, they held Iowa State. They lost, but they held them to 10 points. Um, they held Rutgers to 10 points, and they even held Michigan to 27. Um, Ohio State definitely wins this game. That's my pick for this. Ohio State will definitely win this game. I still think it's interesting, though. I don't think it'll be close. The spread on this game is Ohio State by 29 and a half. Uh, yeah, I'd probably call them to cover the spread. I don't know that they will, uh, I think I think with the way Iowa's defense has been playing, uh, they they might be able to hold them to less. I think this is probably the best defense that Ohio State has played, and I've been calling all year because everybody's been like, "Well, Ohio State's been you know scoring a bunch of points on their opponents." It's like, yeah, but the best defense they face is ranked 98. This is going to be a better defense than any other team they've played all year. So that's why I put this on here. I think it's going to be interesting. Who you got, Isaac? Well, first off, I have Ohio State. It pains me to say it. My chest hurts as I speak. Uh, but I think the Bucks win this one, and I, I agree. I think they'll cover the spread. Um, but I also think that Iowa has the chance to prevent them from covering the spread, and if Iowa's defense shows up, you know, it could potentially be an interesting game. I don't think Iowa pulls it out unless, you know, C.J. Stroud craps the bed. Um, you know, looking at it, you know, Iowa's a team that has, has on, on average on offense, you know, had 239 yards a game. They've, on average, have given up 265. So giving up more than you actually, you know, earn is not a great place to be but you know under 300 yards uh, uh, thus far and you know holding holding a team like Michigan at 27 points it's no slash on the defensive side I, I got Ohio State in this one but Iowa's defense has a chance to make it interesting absolutely man and who will I be pulling for Iowa 100% I mean I was going to throw everything they have at Ohio State mm-hmm. I don't think that Ohio State necessarily gets exposed this weekend but I think some of their flaws show and that will show in this in the final score um, I probably I'm gonna guess it's gonna be somewhere like 27 to 10. Um, I don't think Ohio State will really cover the spread. They they might, but who knows? Uh, Joey also picking Ohio State. There's another TBD triple pick for you. So uh, nobody's record is changing as far as scores uh, so far. All right, next game up we got Kansas at Baylor at 12 p.m. This game, woo! This one's gonna be interesting because Kansas, you know, is still playing with the backup quarterback. Baylor coming off a close loss to West Virginia, forty-three to forty. Man, this is going to be interesting. Uh, you got it. You go first. <laughs> Get it to me. All right. Well, I got to say this. First of all, 
I don't know. I haven't decided who I'm gonna pick yet. I'm sitting here gonna. I'm gonna think it out as we speak. Uh, I'm gonna pull for Baylor because they obviously got Dave Aranda as the head coach. But all in all, I, I don't know, man. I mean, Kansas, like you said, has got the backup quarterback. It looks like ESPN has Baylor by eight um, or eight and a half, I should say, and they've got the FPI at seventy nine point six, so eighty percent. You know, that's a that's a pretty strong chance for a Baylor team that has not been great. You know, they, they lost to BYU. Uh, they lost to a couple of squads they probably shouldn't have lost to in their last five. You know they're they're two and three. Um, you know they they played a fairly close one to West Virginia. They played a close one to Oklahoma State. Lost both of those. All in all, all things considered, considering this one is in Waco, I'm gonna have to go with the Baylor Bears. That's a really thought out pick. This this is a tough one for me, man. Just because, I mean. Kansas played Oklahoma really close. Like they definitely lost. They probably could have gotten it even closer if they had Daniels. Um, but it's just, man, it's just, it's just tough, dude. I mean, the spread right now is eight points in Baylor's favor. I really don't know who's gonna pull it out. But it's in Waco. I'm going with Baylor. Man, I really want to pick Kansas on this one, dude, but I think they take a they take a second loss. I mean, I, I, I don't see them getting by much else especially losing Daniels, man. I think that's a big thing for them. They don't really have a defense as it is. They let Oklahoma score a lot of points on a struggling Oklahoma defense, score a lot of points on them this week. So it, it, That's what I was getting ready to say. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I just I can't do it. I just can't. I can't be faithful in that pick. Joey is picking Baylor as well. So there you go. Another TBD triple pick. All right. Next up, we got this one. This one I'm excited for, and I know you are too. This is number seven, Ole Miss at LSU at 3.30 p.m. So we've talked about this a lot. Death Valley, LSU Death Valley, is one of the toughest places to play football in the NCAA and in the SEC. They get rowdy if they want to be. With that being said, Tennessee also destroyed them at home. So that was also a a noon game, so you just never know with noon games. This one's happening at 3.30, so mid-afternoon, probably going to have a lot more people in there. It's not a night game. So not as probably not that many, um, but still more than a than a noon kickoff. Um, the FPI predictor has LSU fifty one percent, and uh, the spread LSU by two. I think it's probably that because Ole Miss has no defense. So I'm still gonna go with Ole Miss, dude. They're going they're going undefeated to Alabama. I'm sorry, bro. I gotta pick Ole Miss on this one. I really I'm a fan of Lane Kiffin. I don't think LSU is going to win this one. I think that Jackson Dart and the Ole Miss offense is just too high-powered for the LSU defense. That's fair. you know. And even as an LSU fan, part of me wants to pick Ole Miss for the sake of my record. Um, and that's not to say that I won't. I'm going to sit here and analyze this for just a second. You know, LSU, initially, Ole Miss was favored by a point and a half. Then it swung – or Ole Miss was favored by a field goal. I'm sorry. Then LSU was favored by a point and a half. Now it's up to two. The FPI also gives to the Tigers – you know, it's interesting, man, because we we looked like a, a high school team, my high school team, that won like three games while I was in high school uh, against Tennessee. And then we go to the Swamp, and we – I don't want to say we handled Florida. We didn't handle them. We give up 35 points to an offense that is not great. Uh, but we looked really good on offense. Considering Ole Miss has no defense, I think we have a chance to hang with them on the offensive side of the ball. If our defense shows up, I think we get this win. Ole Miss's offense has been really good, but I'm going to go with the Tigers. Yeah, man, and and I and I understand why you're saying that, and it probably will be a pretty close game because LSU's offense, like I said, like when it needs to show up, it can, and their Ole Miss's defense is 
it's not non-existent, but you know they've been known to not really have a defense. But their offense is super high-powered. Jackson Dart can make throws. Their run game is is great. And when it comes down to it, it's like when you look at the LSU-Florida game, what LSU couldn't stop was the run. That's why you let them score 35 points. Ole Miss will run a lot. So if, if, if LSU can find a way to stop the run game against Ole Miss, they can win. But I, I don't think it's I, – I, I, call, I call Ole Miss to cover the spread. I think they win by a touchdown. Um, but Joey is going with you. He has LSU as well. Uh, so I'm outnumbered here. Hopefully my Ole Miss pick gets me the win. But, hey, man, we'll see what happens. I got a, I got a pretty good buffer so far. All right, next game up. This is this is this is the second game that we were trying to pick for our game of the week. It was a candidate. This is number nine UCLA at number ten Oregon at three thirty p.m. Um, yeah, Mason, I tell you, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a pretty good one. You know, it's a top ten Pac twelve matchup. You got a UCLA team that has looked solid for most of the year. You got an Oregon team that, outside of the Georgia game, has looked very well or has looked has looked like a great team as well. Um, you know, considering that it's in Eugene, Oregon's not really a threatening place to play. UCLA's played pretty well this season. Definitely intrigued by the fact that we have two Pac-12, te- Pac-12 teams in the top 10, you know, a league that's not really known for having, you know, a top-tier um, top tier squads. You know, look at look at UCLA at 6-0, Oregon's 5-1. Looks like the FPI has given Oregon a 71% chance. The spread is Oregon by 6 um, you know, all things considered, I think the Ducks put an end to the Bruins winning streak, and I think they t- I think they covered the spread. I got the Ducks by a touchdown. I'm with you, Ducks by a touchdown. Yes, sir, that's a good pick. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I call Oregon to cover the spread as well. I just think that I mean, this is going to be at Oregon, uh, and Oregon has just they've kind of progressively gotten better each week. Dan Landing is a good head coach, and it's and it's proving to be true. Uh, minus the Georgia game, but you know, go freaking dogs. Who cares? All right, uh, and Joey is picking Oregon as well. There's another TBD triple pick, so boom, there you go. Next game up, number 20, Texas at 11, Oklahoma State at 3.30 p.m. This game will be interesting uh, because this is two Big 12 teams, uh, Oklahoma State coming off a loss and Texas coming off a close win against Iowa State. Uh, this, this, this is going to be a probably a pretty good game two two really good offenses uh spencer sanders coming off an injury though at oklahoma state um and even though it's at oklahoma state i'm picking i'm picking texas i got quinn ewers going i got quinn ewers in texas uh winning out the big 12 and winning out the rest of the season so i think it's a great pick you know this one's this one like you said is going to be a good one you know you got a texas team that you know, if Quinn Ewers would have played the whole year I, I i truly believe they're a top 10 team i believe that with everything in me but Quinn Ewers has not played the whole year, and they're ranked twentieth right now. Uh, Oklahoma State, like you said, you know, coming off of coming off of a loss, um, you know, it was it was double overtime loss against TCU. TCU is a fast team. You know, a couple of heavyweight squads in the in the Big Twelve. Um, this is going to be a good one this weekend. But I'm gonna have to go with you, Mason. I'm gonna have to go with go with the Horns. Yeah, man, I think that's a really good pick, dude. I. I just don't see Oklahoma State winning this. I mean, they got a good defense, but I I mean, they they gave up a big lead to TCU, so I think I think that they're they're going to pull it out. So, and Joey is picking Oklahoma State actually. So, he's going opposite of us on this one. Uh this this will definitely be interesting. Uh next game up, this one um a little sad because of the news that was released 2 days ago, Wednesday, October 19th. Number 24 Mississippi State, number 6 Alabama at 7 p.m. We found out on Wednesday that Sam Westmoreland 
of Mississippi State football passed away. This is very sad. Um, more details are still coming together as this situation unfolds, but um, th- yeah, this is definitely really sad. Mississippi State probably going to be playing with some emotion, um, but playing for playing for their for their fallen brother. This is really sad. Um, with that being said, you know, going just looking at it from an analytic uh, standpoint, I, th- I think I think Alabama will take this one. I don't I don't see I don't see. Mississippi State taking this one. Um, it's at Alabama. Tuscaloosa can be a, a tough place to pray. Bryant Denny um, can be rocking. So I think Mississippi State is going to come and give it all they got. Um, and I think Mississippi State will 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 be close. But I, I got Alabama in this one. Yeah, Mason, and that's a really good pick. You know, thoughts and prayers going out to Mississippi State. You know, never want to see that happen, especially to a guy that's you know that's younger than either of us. Absolutely, um, definitely. So definitely thoughts and prayers out to the Westmoreland family. Um, but kind of on the flip side of that, looking at it from an analyst perspective, you know, I think all things considered, the fact that Alabama gave up, um, you know, 52 points to a Tennessee offense, which granted, I'm not saying Tennessee's offense is Mississippi State's by any means, but Mike Leach has been known to have a high-powered offense, and he's an air raid offense. You know, you've got Will Rogers, who is the SEC yard leader for or yardage leader for a reason. Um, with that being said, I think that Mississippi State has a chance to keep this one close. The spread is Alabama by 21. I think they'll probably cover the spread, but you know, if t- if the Alabama defense for- didn't come home from Knoxville last weekend, I think Mississippi State has a shot to make it close. But I got the tide in this one, unfortunately. Definitely, that, that's a good pick, and Joey is as well picking Alabama with us. Um, you know, I'd love to see Mississippi State win this one. I'd love to see Bama take another loss. Um, I just don't see it happening. All right, next game. Uh, I put this one on here just because I thought it'd be interesting. All right, uh, Texas A&M at South Carolina at 7.30 p.m. Uh, our social media director, Abby Conan, who is a huge Carolina fan, is actually attending Carolina. She's going to be at this game. It's going to be intense. It's going to be a good game. I think this is a pretty even matchup. Uh, you know, Texas A&M at 3-3 three and three and South Carolina at 4-2. and two. Uh, South Carolina coming off the bye week. Mm, who you got? Well, me personally, I think they have a chance to make it interesting being it's in Columbia. But I, t- I got to tell you, if A&M can figure out these quarterback struggles, you know, Max Johnson's been hurt, all that kind of stuff. Honestly, all things considered, I like the Aggies in this one. Man, this is a tough one, dude, because South Carolina, like, I mean, they beat Kentucky without Will Levis. And, I mean, like, Kentucky has a pretty good defense. But, you know, Rattler's nothing special. But, yeah, Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M almost beat Bama. And that's why I'm going to go with Texas A&M. They, they, they have a, a pretty good record. I mean, they've played some tough teams, and they're playing. I mean, look, Georgia's in the East, and I don't really care by saying this, but, like, the West is the tougher conference or the tougher division in the conference. Like, they, they play a tougher schedule. So I got I got the Aggies in this one as well. Um, Joey is taking Carolina in this game. Um, I, I mean, I really want to take Carolina. I mean, I'm kind of like a closeted, you know, Cox fan. Go Cox. I mean, just because really because of Abby, but still, <laughs> um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see Carolina win this game, but I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling Texas A&M to win it on the road. Next up, we have Minnesota at number 16, Penn State at 730. The only one I really put, the only reason I really put this one on here uh, is because Minnesota four and two, Penn State five and one coming off a loss to Michigan. It's at Penn State. Um, and with Minnesota having a pretty good defense, I was interested to see what happens. Uh, with that being said, I'm still going to go with Penn State. Um, I, I call them to win this game. I don't. I don't see. I don't see them. I don't see them pulling it out against. Or I don't see Minnesota pulling this out against Penn State. I gotta say, man. You know, I watched Penn, uh, Penn State Minnesota play the past couple of years, kind of here and there. And Minnesota's played them really well. I know last year and then uh, in 2019 when it was at Minnesota, it was a pretty decent game because of their defense. You know, Penn State's offense didn't play great against Michigan. You know, they had they were sloppy against Northwestern the other week. But all in all, I think this one's in Happy Valley. Got to go with the Nittany Lions in this one. 
Yeah, I completely agree. That's a good pick. Um, Joey is also picking Penn State, another TBD triple pick for the weekend. Uh, some records may get shattered. So far, I think we've only picked different on two or three, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and our finally our last game, and this last game is the third candidate that we had for game of the week. This is number 17, Kansas State, and number 8, TCU, at 8 p.m., uh, this is another Big 12 matchup, right? Kansas State 5-1, TCU undefeated. Kansas State has a has a good win over Oklahoma, another one over Texas Tech and Iowa State, a close one against Iowa State, 10-9. And, uh, you know, TCU out here just crushing dreams and winning lottos, apparently. Um, <laughs> I got, I mean, this, this is, this is, the spread is uh, TCU by three and a half. So, I call TCU to cover it more, dude. I think I think TCU wins by by like seventeen. I think that's a great pick. You know, I think this one's going to be interesting because these are the two purple squads that have kind of taken over the Big Twelve, if you will. And you know, Kansas State—they've been pretty solid the past couple of years. They've really kind of come to a resurgence this year, beating Oklahoma and everything. Uh, TCU kind of on the same page. This one's in Fort Worth. You know, spreads three and a half. I like the Horn Frogs to cover it at least, if not more, probably by a touchdown, maybe ten or fourteen. I don't know, but Horn Frogs for sure. TCU's got the win. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. And it's at TCU. Don't be wrong. Martinez is a great quarterback at at Kansas State. He can make things happen. But Max Duggan. I said last week that I was worried about TCU playing against Oklahoma State's defense, and they showed up, man. So I I, I got I got TCU in this one by fourteen to seventeen. But, uh, you know, that's our podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, yeah, you know, we hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you're going to enjoy this weekend of college football. And always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. Romans 5.8 tells us that while we were still sinners, God showed his love for us by sending his only son to die for us. We were sinners in need of saving. We had sinned against God, and we do need saving. We still need saving. That's why God sent his son to bridge the gap between us and God to be our life bridge. He loves us. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. I promise you, if you don't have that, you need it. And he wants you. He wants you. I promise. He loves you. If you ever have any questions about that or have any questions about salvation and Jesus, that is a subject that is very close to the heart of TBD Sportscast. And we'd always be willing to talk with you about that. Hit us up on our Instagram DM. Send us a message on Facebook Messenger. Just leave a comment on this YouTube video if you're listening on YouTube. We love you guys, and we just thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Later. Bye-bye.